Welcome to the Safe Passage for Children of Minnesota podcast. Safe Passage for Children's mission is to ensure that Minnesota has a child welfare system in which children are safe and can reach their full potential. This series of episodes will take a closer look at our short weekly policy blog, or eBrief, to give you an inside look into Minnesota child welfare legislation, policies, and practices happening right now in Minnesota affecting abused and neglected children, as well as those who work with or care for them. It is our goal that this podcast is educational, informative, and bold, increasing collective knowledge on these issues, as well as raising our voice to speak up for the needs and the safety of vulnerable Minnesota children. If you know someone who cares about children, be sure to share this podcast with them. Stick around for this week's eBrief podcast episode. The Northside Achievement Zone, also known as NAS, is a federally designated promise neighborhood focused on closing the achievement gap. Its annual results summary documents substantial improvements in reading and math proficiency and greater kindergarten readiness for its students, or scholars, along with increased housing and financial stability for their parents. The nonprofit uses its NAS Connect software to track the multi-generational progress of individual scholars and family members across its 35 community partners, academic specialists, and academic navigators at seven anchor schools align services around individual children with the ultimate goal of college attendance or a good career. Family achievement and family support specialists help parents achieve housing and financial stability. NAS services include early learning scholarships, out-of-school time programs, and career training. NAS is an exceptionally data-driven nonprofit that is large enough to be having a community-wide impact on the achievement gap. It's difficult to convey in a short blog just how exceptional Minneapolis's Northside Achievement Zone is, or NAS as it's called. We had originally scheduled a webinar this week featuring NAS's Vice President, Andre Dukes, to highlight NAS's accomplishments, and that had to be rescheduled to later this summer. But getting it on the calendar provided us with an opportunity to highlight this nonprofit. Andre, by the way, is also a trusted advisor to Safe Passage, which means that he is a member of our special advisory board. NAS began operations in 2011 with a $28 million federal Department of Education Promise Neighborhood Grant. The Promise Neighborhood Program is designed to close the achievement gap with a comprehensive strategy for uplifting whole communities. NAS has continued to attract funding from foundations to keep going as the promised neighborhood funding phases down. NAS stands out among nonprofits first because of its respect for data. Now, speaking from personal experience, <clears throat> collecting and reporting data is often a chore that nonprofits perform grudgingly. And some of this is, is justified. Frequently, data that is required by funders, whether uh, foundations or government, is not really very useful for ongoing operations 
and the amount of resources necessary to feed various funders their individual and sometimes quirky demands detracts from delivering direct services. And also, nonprofits are sometimes unfairly expected to show outcomes that are beyond their scope to have an impact on. For example, we have seen uh, a service that teaches data entry skills be held responsible for whether their clients ultimately get stable employment. But uh, that's really beyond the scope of what they can be expected to report on. Now, not all data requirements are off target. So a more positive example might be a child development center, which would track operational metrics such as attendance and the number of slots filled, but also true outcome information such as its students' developmental progress based on standardized tests. And this level of measurement is a step in the right direction. With NAS, because of the scope of its operations, they are able to combine true outcome data like this from across 35 partners using its special NAS Connect software. So this enables NAS to show progress on both an individual and a community-wide basis. Uh, This is towards college readiness as well as multi-generational outcomes uh, by tracking achievements by parents that support student success. So overall, with nearly a thousand students, or scholars as they call them, and nearly 2,200 families, NAS is big enough to be moving the needle on the achievement gap on a community-wide basis, as well as with its individual scholars and parents. An important aspect of NAS's strategy is that it focuses on individualized plans, both for students and their parents. NAS understands that simply offering services such as classes or employment training is not sufficient. Every student and every parent has a unique set of skills and challenges. Through its anchor partners, especially its seven anchor schools, NAS is able to identify the specific combination of services needed to help a particular student or parent succeed. For students, that may be a combination of intensive school-based coaching, an after-school program, and a personal mentor. For parents, success may require parenting skill training, an analysis of their barriers to employment, individual help to obtain stable housing, and perhaps a personal coach to support them all the way through career counseling and a training program until they achieve stable employment and sufficient income to maintain stable housing. So it's really wraparound services in the best sense. Now, while the NAS service array through its anchor partners is extensive, an important point is that it is not trying to be all things to all families. It has a really clear single focus, which is to close the achievement gap. And all of its work alongside individual scholars and parents is related to getting those scholars through school successfully and on to college or a successful career. As is generally true with exceptional organizations, NAS is characterized by exceptional leadership. And too frequently we hear success stories like this being dismissed as one-of-a-kind phenomena that can't be replicated because they are based on a charismatic leader. However, when one organization in the sector succeeds, it can put pressure on others to get similar results. So we believe that if NAS continues to succeed long enough, they will set the bar for educational achievement at a higher level on a more permanent basis 
because funders will begin to expect other organizations to get similar outcomes. Our hunch, our just educated guess, is that NAS will reach this tipping point after another five or ten years of successful operation. So to take an example of this from a different sector, and this might seem like a trivial example, but it's really not because the restaurant business is an important part of our economy. At one time, you had to talk to a concierge or have personal contacts or know a city particularly well to find a really good restaurant in a downtown area. It was kind of hit or miss. You might get day-old meatloaf with cold gravy or you might get a great dinner. But today, it's hard to find a downtown restaurant in a city of any size, say more than 250,000, that isn't exceptional because if it's not exceptional, it just goes out of business. So, we wanted to use this week's blog to draw attention to the important success story that NAS represents and the fact that we anticipate that if NAS can continue in operation for just a few more years, it will make a long-term, very positive impact on the achievement gap in Minneapolis. Well, with that, I want to thank you, Rich, for sharing your time and your expertise on these issues. Again, if you know someone who cares about children, be sure to share this podcast with them. Until next time, this is Safe Passage for Children of Minnesota, working to ensure that Minnesota has a child welfare system in which children are safe and can reach their full potential. If you would like to learn more about Safe Passage for Children of Minnesota, please visit us on our website at safepassageforchildren.org. There you can sign up for our email list, read all of our eBrief blog posts, register for our free bi-monthly webinars, watch our featured videos, and more. You can also follow Safe Passage for Children of Minnesota on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.